What's up, everybody? Mojax Boys coming back at you. We're real excited. Tonight's guest, former WVU round baller and now current WVU tech coach, James Long. How you doing tonight, James? I'm good. I'm good. How are you guys? We're doing awesome, man. Awesome. We're stoked to have you. you know, I think, uh, you know, before we jump in this too much, I, you know, we've been hearing a lot about, from our listeners about Bubba being nervous during interviews. Gosh, so, come Bubba, on. will you go ahead and say hi to James? And hi, just... James. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, so um, I, I am I am the food guy around here. I do. Uh, I, I usually make delicious snacks for everybody, and then I also uh, do all the graphics, and I'm kind of like media type support um, interviews. I usually uh, lock up. Not gonna yeah. lie. <laughs> He really. Sorry, man. By the way, no judgment are, over here. I'm a little. I, I am a little upset. I didn't get any snacks, but. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> we good, don't. Man. He earned the name Bubba for a good reason. The yeah. boy can cook. I, I can. That is true. There, Brent, by the way, James was in on that. I told him we were going <laughs> to give you a hard time with him again. <laughs> I'm sorry, Bubba. No, all good. All well, good. We, well, we had Quinn. So he kind of locked up on Drayshawn Miller, uh, cornerback. Shut but up, man! I knew had, what I wanted to ask. I just uh, but Quincy, we had Quincy, Quincy was the worst. And you literally did lock up. Qu Quincy was bad. I was fangirling on Quincy. Um, he was trying to tell Quincy Wilson he no I had, his up, jersey. I had his jersey. Yeah, <laughs> it would have been bad. But I didn't say it though. That's yeah, the thing. That's and, good. Um, I just thought it. Like afterwards, I was like, man, I really wanted to tell him his was the first jersey I ever bought as a kid. <laughs> And more when I went to bed every night. Oh, gosh. Thank God you didn't. Yeah. All right, man. Well, <laughs> let's get into it, James. Uh, let's go. Let's go way back. Um, you're a Charleston guy, okay. and we got to we, we got to figure this out. So, but you you end up going to high school down in Virginia. When did you head down there? I went down there for my sophomore year. Went to Hargrave Military Academy. Okay, so you were a GW kid first, right? You said what? Yes, yes, I was a GW kid. Uh, South Hills, uh, go Patriots, man, for sure. Okay, that's what I thought. So this just popped in my head. Um, a buddy of mine now coaches Willing. Do you know Chris Richardson? Yeah, of course. Chris is a good friend of mine. That's what he's, I thought. He's, okay, because he's a G-Dub kid too. Yeah, he actually, when Chris was at University of Charleston, I used to go work out there a lot, and he would always let me in. And he tells a funny story that I, I got in on Christmas, and he had to come uh, – he had to come help me out on Christmas Eve because security called him. So <laughs> well, that's cool. Was, now you guys don't typically play willing, do you? No, no. Okay, okay. Well, that's kind of neat. Okay, well, all right. Well, so you went to uh, Hargraves there, and of course, you know, every kid's dream in West Virginia. If up, you're born and raised in yeah. West Virginia, your dream is to play for WVU. Yeah, and I'm and I'm guessing is that kind of what happened? I mean, obviously you. You probably could have played a number of places, but you chose to walk on a W. So tell us about it. Yeah, I, you know, I worked really hard in high school and ended up getting a lot better. You know, I wasn't always great at basketball. I really, you know, worked to get to the level I was at and it ended up, you know, providing opportunities that, you know, changed my life. And I, I could have played a couple different places um, out of high school. You know, I didn't have all the offers in the world, but I had some and, I actually went to Wofford my freshman year, and when I was leaving Wofford, I was transferring out, and I, you know, I knew I wanted to be a head coach, and uh, I just kind of made the 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 move to West Virginia. A couple opportunities happened. Coach Huggins and my my dad, you know, talked about it and got an opportunity. And you know, when I say like I was a huge Mountaineer, I am a huge Mountaineer fan. Like I have been my whole life. I've 
was on law school hill playing football at the football games mm-hmm. you know was there for the pat white steve Slayton, like everything it, it it just meant so much to me like i i remember little things when i was a kid like when joe alexander dunked on anuaku from syracuse oh, yeah, like oh, i was yeah. right <laughs> i was right there and like little things like that and you know, all the good times and bad times. And, you know, we've had, we've had a lot of good times, like the Big East championship, like Deshaun Butler's Mountaineer basketball for me growing up. And like, just being able to live that out. I can honestly say that I never took a day for granted being at WVU. And, you know, I had good people in my life, like my dad and my high school coach and all these people that prepped me ahead of time, like campaign was a walk on for the final four team. And he's a friend of mine. And when I got to WVU, it was kind of like, you know, if you're a walk-on, you really just have to swallow your pride. And it wasn't a problem for me because I was so passionate about WVU just winning games. Like when I, when I got there and mind you, this has nothing to do with me, but they were uh, like the post uh, when I got there, like after had nothing to do with me, but when they were 13 and 18, the year before I got there, you know, when I got there, I always said, like, I just want to be a part of this for when Hugs just gets it right back, because he's a Hall of Famer. I mean, there's no no question that he was going to, and I just wanted to be a part of that get back, and you know, it was just, it wasn't hard for me to swallow my pride and be a part of that, because all I cared about were the Mountaineers being, being great, and, you know, fortunately, it was the best experience ever, and we did get back to, you know, some great times. I firmly believe we had you know, one of the best teams in the country, you know, a couple of those years, especially oh, yeah. the, the year we lost to Gonzaga. I, I truly believed we had a special team. Yeah, I still – so you were your first year there would have been the NIT year, right? Yes. And then yes. a lot of guys left, and then he brought in Tariq and Jay Sean, and it was yeah. like yeah. full press Virginia. That team was really yeah. good with Juwan. And then right. the next year was when we were upset. Yeah. But then that following year, I still, any time, and I, I didn't work out in the gym like you did all the time. I wasn't <laughs> always in there. I mean, I, all obviously a passionate fan. But the year, any time I see Jamie Lucky on television, my head explodes. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, just that review that took seven minutes. I mean, it's yeah. like he gave him another halftime. I still, and I don't think he's called one of our games and since Hugs got tossed at Kansas. Yeah, I don't. I don't, I don't think I'm he not, has. I'm, I don't dislike anybody, but I saw him on the Winthrop game the other day and took a deep breath. Yeah, so. yeah. I can say <laughs> for it for sure. you because, you know, you've got a future in coaching. I do not like Jamie Lucky. Let's hope by the time you make <laughs> Thank it, you. you know what I mean? I'm, let's hope that he's out of the business that's by right. the time you're – I hope. Yeah, I mean, that's <laughs> it, it's such a unique time that James was at, though, because yeah. we talk about this a lot, you know, and you're a big basketball guy, obviously. You know, the the NCAA, the March Madness, the tournament, yeah. it's it's – uh, it, you know, you got to have a good team, but it's also about matchups. We had oh, terrible, sure. like, we two had, years in a row for JC. I call it JC's team, but you know, that those teams were as good as any that we've seen, but they didn't make the final four because of, you know, the, some of the matchups. And I still I like JC's senior year, we were the only team that played Villanova yeah. remotely yep. close. Yeah. I mean, they killed everybody. Was So that was, uh, well, I don't want to jump ahead. So as far as, your most memorable playing moment, what would that be? Would it be starting on senior night? Like what really, when you think about playing, what was your most memorable moment as far as playing for WVU? You know, it's, it's, it's a funny question because I feel like one of my favorite moments was Baylor 
when we beat Baylor when they were number one in the country. It, yeah. it was just like a, a feeling all day. Like you could feel it. And I rode over to the arena with Nate, Adrian, and he's one of my best buddies in college. And we just like knew that they had no chance. And I don't mean that from a cocky place at all, but like when the Coliseum's packed and you just feel the energy the day before the game, like you're practicing the day before and you just know what it's going to feel like the next day. You don't, you don't feel like you're ever going to lose because it's just different. And we just felt it all day. And it was, once it happened, we played well that there wasn't a seat in the house. I, I got in in the first half and that for me, like that, that was cool for me, like kind of seeing the hard work, like number one team in the country getting in and not, it was really, really uh, memorable for me. And then after the game, like everybody still in the court, Nate, Dax and I got up on the thing and it was, it was just like, it was a really cool day and senior night, obviously, I mean, Every time I think about senior night, I just think about everything Hugs has done for me. And, like, he didn't have to do that. And, you know, just him coming up to me at shoot around that morning and being like, you're guarding Matt Thomas. And I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> and, uh, you know, it was just – and when I got in, I mean, I wasn't – I never looked at it as, you know – a favor or anything I looked at it like I want to compete like all I ever wanted to do was compete and you know I competed with those guys every day and when I went in that game that Iowa State game was for second or fourth place in the tournament in the big 12 tournament if we lost we got fourth if we won we got second and you know I just made it my mission to just go in there and compete and the rest just took care of itself and you know I think those two are my favorite two moments but man those were like you guys said it, it just meant so much because we you know, kind of got it out of the mud in the in the beginning, and we worked. And like you said, you see Tariq and Jay Sean and all these guys come in, and then just kind of finding our identity by that last year for me. And like it was just like I'll never forget it. I'm so grateful for it, and like it really was some great times and great winning. Like it was a lot of sacrifice, so it's it was just a, really special. Such a cool perspective because yeah. James is and was and is a WU fan. To hear, to hear you talk about that feeling, because that's what fans, we just we just get it. I mean, you you party all day for like a football or basketball <laughs> game, and you kind of have that feeling like yeah. we're we're gonna win this game. I mean, right. you just have that feeling sometimes. Which I was there, and I'm a little bit ashamed to admit. Um, you know, obviously I've never met James in person, but uh, I might have been right there with him and Nate, Adrian, <laughs> and I was like <laughs> 35 years old. At the <laughs> storm in the court. Love it, man. Court. That's yeah. what it's for. You got to exactly enjoy right, it. Man. That's exactly right. Yeah. So there's just some awesome memories. Um, so obviously jumping from that, um, we were thinking you had a GA year, but he, Hugs immediately hired you in as, as an assistant. Is that correct? Video coordinator. Video, that's what I meant. Yeah, Video yeah, coordinator. Video but coordinator. Yeah. yeah. So that was the very next year. Is that right? Yeah. Yes, sir. Yep. Yeah. It was, uh, you know, when I think about this situation, obviously, like I, I'm going to try and refrain from just, you know, thanking hugs every time. To Listen, I'm, I'm not, a big not waste fan your guys' time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I, 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 Bob Huggins is like a second father to me. I'd do anything in the world for him. So everything I talk about in this podcast, I just kind of wanted to be known that like he's done so much for me and for so many people and nothing would be possible without him. But in the same, um, in this regard with, video coordinator like Josh Eilert I wouldn't be where I am if it wasn't for him like for so many reasons he's done so much for me off the court like he's a mentor to me he's changed you know so much about me for the better but when I was playing I don't think 
don't think a lot of people know this, but when I was playing uh, my senior year after senior night, I knew that it was kind of over, you know, like I wasn't, I was, I've always been very realistic and I, I knew it was, you know, I wasn't going to play much moving forward, big 12 tournament, um, NCAA tournament. I understood that. And I knew, cause I told you guys, you know, when I went to West Virginia, I knew I always wanted to be a coach and I knew like how important video was. And Josh was a video coordinator and I just asked him and he was willing, which is a huge deal as a video coordinator to let me learn from him mid season, like, uh, during the big 12 tournament, during the NCAA tournament, letting him, he let me help him like just get together video to learn the program. He did everything. I just watched him and got to learn. And it was so vital because Billy Hahn left or yeah, Billy Hahn left and Josh bumped up and Josh then could have the presence of mind to be like, well, James knows what he's doing. And Josh, like as a video coordinator, it's so stressful. You're, you have to make sure everything's perfect and that every coach has everything they need. So like for Josh to take time to let me sit there and learn literally changed my life. And, you know, he didn't, he didn't have to do that. And it was while I was playing. Cause I knew, you know, I, I wasn't really, you know, coaching, like I told you guys, wasn't just something cause I was, didn't have a plan or, you know, I kind of liked basketball. Like I got into coaching cause I want to, you know, I want to be great at this. And, um, you know, I'm just really thankful Josh let me take, take that time during my senior year to learn all that stuff. But, and I think Hugs even talked about that when they announced that they hired you, how your work ethic and always in the gym and all those things he attributed to why you got the job as soon as you graduated. I mean, you know what I mean? It wasn't like, Hugs doesn't remind me of the person who's just going to give a handout. You know right, what I mean? Exactly. He, you had to prove yourself <laughs> to him, and that's why he, you know, gave you that job. No, it means a lot, man. You know, that's just all I wanted to do. WVU is work hard. I'm just thankful for the for everything, man. It was unbelievable. So are you getting – obviously, you're head coach at W Tech now. Are you getting a chance to still uh, watch the Mountaineers play? For sure, man. Uh, well, during quarantine, we got to watch a bunch, and we're we're completely tuned in from a fan standpoint. Like, I'm always going to be a Mountaineer fan, everything. Uh, and then, you know, just from being there, seeing what they're doing, kind of trying to put put yourself in their shoes. But I'm definitely proud of the direction they're heading. So I'll ask you this. I guess put your you can put your uh, fan hat on, your coach's hat, <laughs> because I think this is a pretty special group, uh, definitely a special roster. What do you think their ceiling is? I mean, can they go to a Final Four with this group? And obviously, they're still young. Well, I think you guys said it in the beginning of the podcast. And like like you said, it's not – it really is so much more about your matchup than it is your team. And, I mean, granted, the best teams are going to make it to the end, so I don't want to take away from that. But, like, it, it really is just about your matchup. So I, I'm always, like, hesitant to say, like, label a team as a Final Four team or a – uh, you know, Sweet 16 team, because you look at some of these like death regions some year no, and yeah. it's just, you know, you could have three of the best teams in the country in that region. Yeah. You could have a team that just won the Big Ten tournament who's the best team in the country. Like uh, trying to think of some like, like say the Mountaineers right now. Say, you know, we're do whatever. And then we win the Big 12 tournament. And we're playing our best basketball. Well, that could be the best team in the country at that point. It's all about where you are too, because if your locker room's heading the other way, then you could be out in the first round so it's just all about who's hitting their stride where they're at 
uh, culture, you know, all those cliche words. But as far as the Mountaineers, like, I think, I really think they were starting to find their identity before this break and this break breaks can change things for sure. But it's just all about, you know, where your focus is. And before that, like, it just looked different in the, you know, everyone talks about the space and the shooters and, and, you know, this and that, but everybody looks, uh, they look really comfortable and that they were doing different things. Like you heard Larry Harrison talk about like they're doing kind of a four out motion. So they're just playing being basketball players and they had great ball pressure on defense. Uh, they're playing together. You can see that they like each other. They like playing with each other and uh, they're playing hard. Like anytime you erase an 18 point lead or a 19 point lead, like it wasn't there, you have what it takes. Yeah. And I firmly believe that Texas is one of the best teams in the country. No question. Like you have to be locked in for 40 minutes to beat Texas. And just because they hit a shot at the end of the game doesn't take away from anything. Like if you want me to put my coach's hat on, like I think after the game, it wouldn't have been about the score for me. And I may have been upset right after, but like they controlled the whole game. And I think that's a positive thing because that has nothing to do with us winning the Big 12 tournament or the NCAA tournament. But like we were getting better. And just those last three games, it was just steps forward. So you're I'm making, proud, man. You're making Definitely Brent proud. so happy right oh, now. Oh, yeah, man. I'm, I'm just mad I can't <laughs> go to any games yet. <laughs> That's the biggest. Right. <laughs> I'm hoping they open that up. But I agree. I mean, we outplayed Texas literally the entire game. Yeah. And uh, that Oklahoma State comeback was crazy. And then even the game before that, they didn't finish it. But the Oklahoma comeback was just as impressive because they're good. Yeah. I mean, the Big 12, they can talk about the Big 10. The Big 12 is the best team, the best conference in the yeah. whole country. Yeah, well, to yeah, James, we're, on, we're on the same page. Yeah, to James' point, I mean, our Final Four year, you know, we we win the Big East, which arguably the best conference in America, and we get stuck with Kentucky, who yeah. was the best team in America. Right. And then those two, two teams seed. had yeah. to play. You know, obviously, you end up winning, of course, but uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's crazy what matchups will do in in March Madness, which is probably why it's our favorite sporting event. Well, he was talking about like the team running the four out motion and stuff. I think the final four team more did like a five out motion. I mean, they didn't mm -hmm. have Wellington Smith was our senior uh, center. Yeah. I mean, true. you know what I mean? So we didn't like, but Derek Culver's just unreal. Just giving the ball. Yeah, and the, what he's doing is unreal. And the thing with the Mountaineers too, like that a lot of people, I th like I think West Virginia fans realize this, but I don't think a lot of people, um, uh, on the outside realize this is like every time you play WVU, it's going to be different. You can't watch, um, you can't watch Baylor and Oklahoma state play and watch how uh, Oklahoma state plays Baylor and expect that that's how a WVU game is going to go right. because Hugs's teams are just different. Like they're the toughness, what we do, what we're willing to like, what we're refusing to give up. And like, it's just going to always look different playing a Hugs team because, and that's why he's a Hall of Famer. You can't watch other games and see how it's going to lay out with the with West Virginia because they're just things that that we do differently, different toughness, and uh, I mean, especially with this year's team, like Deuce and Gabe are literally like four people on defense, and then Derek is, I mean, it's 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 incredible to see Derek in person. Like he's 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 a specimen. He's special. <laughs> he is. Yeah. He definitely is. All right. Well, let's shift from your favorite team to your team that you coach i guess uh i guess probably your favorite team probably too. yeah <laughs> yeah um, and let's just talk about it i mean it was uh you know let's talk about getting the job and go from there now i a couple weeks ago i think hugs was asked about this when you beat morgan state was asked if he had talked to you and i think he said you were driving a van back 
but then he said he even vouched for you, I guess, with the president at WVU Tech and said, listen, I was young when I got my first job because that's what they right. said. When So just kind of go over that and what he did as far as you getting that job and, you know, stuff like that. You know, there's just a there's just a lot of conversation when it opened up and I was kind of, you know, approached me about it and, you know, asked me, like, you know, what I thought. You know, obviously you're nervous. Like I was, I was, I've been preparing to be a head coach for, I wanted to be a young head coach. Like that's always been my goal. And I've prepared for it for, for years. And I mean that like um, notebooks, information, like videos, like I, I just, it's something I'm really passionate about. So I was like prepared and confident, but you're nervous. Like you don't know what to expect. And I wasn't nervous about the interview process or anything, but like when it happened, you know, hugs did so much for me in regards to my confidence going into it. Like those first, that first month, because seeing how confident he was in me, like meant so much to me. It meant so much to me. And it gave me so much confidence that I don't think I would have had, had he not been acting the way he was. And he told me, he was like, you know, I was at Walsh. I was young. And, you know, I'm like, do I need to, you know, hire older assistants? Like, what do you think to kind of counterbalance, um, what I'm doing and he's like do like be yourself basically and and you know I couldn't have a better staff could not have a better staff George Wilmore was at Fairmont State with Joe Mazzola and he's an all-star and then Peyton Sturm is at GA WVU and he's the most reliable consistent hard worker I have ever been around and like we just have a great thing going but you know when we got when it happened it was a really long process it was like a two-month interview process and you know, hugs did vouch for me. And obviously that obviously is a <laughs> big deal in the state. And, right. um, you know, when it happened, it was just a whirlwind. Got the job on July 22nd and school was starting like two weeks later. We only had seven people on the roster wow. and we had to get, you know, three players, get them into school. Uh, and then, you know, during that whole process was really like a big thing to me is just getting to know our guys and because you have to understand them if you're going to get the most out of them. So I was driving to all these places and meeting them and meeting their families. And, you know, I just felt like that that's the most important thing of what we do. So it was just so much going on. And I think we haven't really been, even been able to like hit our stride here in regards to like the foundation. And uh, I don't know if the foundation is the right word. Um, the process, like just be, just being in process of how we get better and what we do, because last year was a whirlwind. Then the season's there. Then COVID happened, and we don't have an off season. We don't have a preseason. Now we're here. So, you know, I just been, you know, it's been crazy. It's been a crazy experience for your first year and a half as a head coach. But man, I'm I'm so thankful. Like President Long and Kenny Howe are didn't have to do what they did to give me a chance and and they did and i'm the happiest man in the world right now like i'm so happy so um so this year when the schedule comes out how many d1 schools did you schedule youngstown and morgan state well we actually didn't schedule them before the year oh it was yeah it was kind of cancellations and um just kind of flying by you know playing by ear along the way and a lot of that stuff's happened. I mean, we played yeah. two top 25 teams, division two division one teams and a really good division two team that like just kind of happened. And we, uh, we don't, we don't care. We'll play anybody. So it's been, 
We've just been thankful to play. Yeah, well, I'm sure Jared (laughs) Calhoun's like, yeah, come on, bring, come on up. And then you all are beating them at halftime, right? You all were beating Youngstown (laughs) State at halftime. So how did that game just kind of play out? Well, we had a we had an interesting dynamic with our team this year. Our one our preseason, he's like preseason first team all conference. He's a huge, huge piece of what we do. His name's Tamon Scruggs, South Charleston guy. He's actually a Brandon Napper's teammate in high school. And uh he missed the first six games. So, you know, I it was hard. It was really hard, but it was kind of a blessing because it gave our young guys so much time to grow up. And get reps that they wouldn't have got if Taman was there. So first six games were really figuring ourselves out, played some top 25 teams. And we found out before, like before again, Taman, you know, he's good to go. And uh, when we got to Youngstown, like he just, it's just who we are. And we felt confident, like we wanted to go there and we felt we could win. And they believed it too. Our guys believed it and embodied it in the first half. And, you know, second half, we just kind of fizzled out. But, you know, Coach Calhoun does a really good job at Youngstown. But, you know, we wouldn't – we went up there, you know, expecting to win. And we learned a lot from it. And they played they played really well. They played really well in the second half and got it. And I think that that, that game really helped propel us forward in the Morgan State game. That we had something – like we were winning in the first half and we went into halftime and we're like, look, we've been here before. What's the difference? Like what, it, what happened in Youngstown? And – you know, they kind of say it out loud so they can understand, all right, we're not doing that again. We're, we're going to come out here and uh, perform. And, you know, it's just the way we think here. And it's all our guys. Like, our team does such a good job of that. We worry about ourselves. You know, it's not about the other team. It's about us. So, we got a great group, man. And that's the great thing about basketball. Literally, if you're hot on that night and you're making shots, I mean, you can beat anybody. That's like the one team. I can't even remember. Was it Fort Hood or something like that? Beat Kansas State? Oh, I yeah. think they're in the Yeah, NAI. Fort Hayes State. Fort Hayes, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, so, I mean, if you're hitting your shots, I mean, you've got a chance every game. Right. Yeah, that's – and I, I, that's such a big deal. It was almost – when I saw it go across the screen, I was like, wait a minute. Did they mess up W Tech? Um, just be Morgan yeah. State, <laughs> and then I I jumped on right. Twitter. I was like, "Let's go!" Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was I, <laughs> I mean, appreciate it, man. Oh, absolutely, man. It's just one of those things where, well, first of all, I mean, you're a Mountaineer fan, so you know how fans are. We latch on to ex players, and and obviously you're from Charleston, and then you coach Tech, so that was all. That's all unique, anyway. So we try to keep up, and that was I and mean, that was awesome to see. I mean, that was uh, I just wonder. If the players, I mean, I don't know W Tech's history, but I mean that has to be one of, if not the most, the biggest win in history. I would say. Yeah, I think it was uh, the second time it's ever happened, okay. maybe. And uh, it was, yeah, it was really special. And I'm not, you know, a lot of times in coaching we kind of let's move forward, let's move forward, don't dwell on it. And I think we do a really good job of that the next day. But this isn't worth doing if you're not going to celebrate right. any victory. So we definitely celebrated it and enjoyed it and took it in the break. And, and I hope tomorrow we can kind of, you know, get this win and move forward from it. But, you know, it's not worth doing if you're not going to celebrate along the way. Absolutely. Um, Mountaineer fans celebrate. Yeah. They, they know, we know how to do that. Yeah, we do. <laughs> well, James, look, I know. We'll, uh, let's wrap up with some rapid fire. I think uh, I think Brent shared you a little bit. But this this first one, it, it always is an awesome question, I think. Yeah. So – Put your coaching hat on. Do you foul okay. 
up three with under ten seconds. What's your what's what? they debated every game, every game, every game <laughs> on TV. This is a debate. I would not with our team, and uh, this year, any year for the most part is going to be my general answer. Um, the only time I may do it, and this is not taken away from anything with this team, I would rather guard and play those odds of not giving up a three, switching everything and being being at everything and boxing out that's me i've seen a lot of you see the things with uva and purdue and the ncaa tournament it's just there are a couple different things you can do at the free throw line to miss and get a new possession and then you on the flip side of it is if you foul with too much time there's going to be more possessions too because if you miss it or they make two free throws and foul you then you have to make free throws then you know what do they have a situation to where they throw right in bounds and have a play set up that they've worked on? Like there are just a lot of uh, different things that could happen with fouling, which is why I'm uncomfortable with it. I'd rather look my team in the eyes and be like, look, we've been here before we work on this in practice. All it comes down to is everybody doing their job and getting a stop. We know we cannot give up a three and keep them at one shot. So that's, that's my thing. But if you have an experienced team who understands like, need to make free throws, take care of the ball. Uh, I think that's a situation where you could foul, but I wouldn't do it with 10 seconds. I would do it with maybe like uh, three or four. Okay. Sounds good. All right, here we go. I'm sorry. All right. So next question, have you got any tech technicals yet as a head coach? Oh yeah. <laughs> I have not. Oh, I have not. I don't really, I don't really, I'm kind of relaxed, man. Uh, uh, I have lost my mind a couple times, but I'm usually just trying to observe. You know, I kind of have a well, – if I'm talking to a ref – I mean, I've had my games where I've – you know, I'm learning every game. So I've had my games where, you know, I've complained a bit and stuff, but I really try and just focus on us. I think it's better for both parties if if you do that. But, no, I have not. And if I get one tomorrow, I'm blaming you guys. <laughs> See, I've, I've never, I just, you know, me in my professional coaching career, coaching my nine-year-old son, I've never, like, really, really gotten mad at officials. It's the parents. I mean, I have almost, there's been some parents that have just said some really dumb things about about hurting kids and stuff like that. That's the only time I lose it. I mean, I lose it. Give you a technical for a Oh, my gosh. <laughs> All right, well, uh, we have some standard ones we always like to ask. Everybody that listens usually wants to know. So we'll go through here. Favorite food? Okay, this is um, – I take pride in my food. So I would say if I had one last meal, it's always going to be a steak and like a twice-baked potato. But, you know, if I'm just eating throughout the day, like I, I've, I've probably eaten more chicken quesadillas than any human being on the planet. <laughs> nice. <laughs> We're all about food here. So we have an RV, and we take to all the Mountaineer uh, – football games and it's basically all it is is football and then Bubba picks out it's like a man versus food trip we do one road mm-hmm. game a year yeah well yeah one well we would we would go to all of them we're yeah. in the big 12 but <laughs> yeah so we go to Texas we've been there four times and it's just hitting up every food place you can think of so we take it very serious yeah <laughs> love it all right got uh, to got to take food serious absolutely all right how about favorite movie Ooh, good question and or, I honestly or movies, I guess. figured that this was coming, but on the spot, it's tough. Uh, 
I love, love, love Step Brothers. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's a good one. I don't watch, I, I really don't watch movies. I can count, like, I've probably seen two movies in the last three years. It's just like, I'd rather watch a TV show, but I'm a huge Office fan. So I would say Step Brothers and, and Four Brothers. Kind of okay. Two different movies. Yeah. Two different movies, similar colors, but way different. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. Well, the, next, the next question is TV show, and Office is, is one of my absolute favorites. Is that is that your favorite show? Oh, for sure. When they had the app Quiz Up or Quiz, is that what it was called? Yeah. Quiz Up. I was like top top ten in the country in the <laughs> Office trivia. It's a fun fact. Like I'm obsessed. I've seen it thirty times. I love it. I, I watch it. I, I literally watch it every day. Still, only thing is, so my son, we went through. He went through, and he's eleven. He's probably borderline. Should have been watching it, but he went through. When Michael left, I had a lot of trouble continuing. I went back yeah. and watched him, but. From Mike, from when he left, from season one to where Michael left, it's some of the best TV, man, you ever find. I love it. For sure. See, I get For sucked sure. in right now on YouTube watching Barstool, and this actually just popped in my head that James was in the background when Big Cat and PFT ran. Yeah. They they timed themselves with Hugs' Fitbit, <laughs> or they wanted yeah. to measure their steps, and James was in the background watching them, Big Cat and PFT run. And I was like, I just start watching that stuff, and I just – can't help it. Yeah, you no, I'm a I'm a huge barstool guy oh, too. I like too. watching the stool scenes and yeah. stuff. I just think they're all it's really cool what they do. Just kind of grinding, man. They're grinding. They do they do a lot of good stuff as well. So love barstool. All right. So last question. Okay. So you said you've always wanted to be a coach and you've mm-hmm. planned it. And so I know coaches, coach speak is, you know, I'm just worried about this team. Big picture, ten years. Where's James Long coaching? Oh, man, I can't answer that. <laughs> <laughs> I can't answer that, but, I mean. You know where we're, no, hint- you know we're hitting that. Yeah, right? you know what we're hitting. I know what you're hitting. I think we can all, all agree, like, what I, I, mean, what I would want to do. I mean, I with my whole heart. Like, with my whole heart. Just but, remember, we had you on, on our little yes. PZ Talk podcast here. <laughs> and this thing is growing, so just remember us. <laughs> right, but, make it big. <laughs> No, I appreciate it, man. But it's it. I'm not just saying this, and like it's so, like from the bottom of my heart, like what I'm about, and I I don't really look at it like that. I know it's what you guys aren't saying, but like I really am, like just just happy to be coaching. And I don't have. I'm so. I feel like one thing about me is like I'm as in the present as anybody. Like I really don't think about that stuff at all. And like if it ever drifted towards that, it just I just think about you know, where I am and who I'm around. And I'm just around so many special people. And it really isn't about like a end goal for me. Like, I'm not going to feel like a failure if I don't make it to, you know, a certain school or anything like that. It's it really like, I, I think one thing that I have about me because of the people in my life is like, I have a sense of what, what like makes me happy. And it, it really is just like affecting people through the game of basketball because basketball changed my life and like little things like a good practice and seeing a guy just like on our team, like change his habits for the better and get better. Like, yeah, I like lose sleep over it. I'm so happy. So like, you know, I think, I think we're all on the same page, but like, I, I'm so I'm the happiest person on the planet right now. And I really don't care where I am. Like I, I could coach, I wouldn't even need to coach a team. Like I could just teach people basketball 
and I'm gonna, I'm going to always be happy. Like uh, I understand like what makes me happy. So awesome. That's, that's awesome to hear. Well, James, man, we can't thank you enough for jumping on with us. And like I said, we, we always keep up with four Mountaineers. You know, you're, you're kind of in that special mold. You're from our area and all that stuff. So we wish you the best. And we really hope when COVID breaks, we can come down and watch a game. Yep. Come on and watch a game, man. Appreciate you guys having me on. You guys, you guys do a really good job. And again, just appreciate you guys for having me. Awesome, man. We'll talk to you soon, James. Appreciate it. Yes, sir. See you guys. See you, buddy. This episode of Mojacks brought to you tonight by Gino's Pizza and Spaghetti of South Charleston, home of the 999 Big Cheesy, and now featuring the Mojacks, a delicious barbecue or buffalo chicken pinwheel. (laughs) 